0: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, Talk Tuners. Lately, I've been making some positive changes in my life, but it definitely wasn't easy, nor did it happen overnight. With the help of talk therapy, I've been able to grow and unlearn behaviors and beliefs that were causing me to feel stuck. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And special offer to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash Steph and Steph. That's betterhelp.com slash Steph and Steph. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast.
1: Hello, all you Talk Tuners. Welcome to Stephanie and Stephanie Talk Tunes. I'm Stephanie Myers. Hey, y'all. Stephanie Pena here. What's up? We are happy to be back. For those just joining us, this is the show where we share the memories and stories connected to the music that has shaped our lives. It's our soundtrack and probably yours, too. We have some fun things to talk about today, as always. Mm -hmm. And I know that even uh, recently, Stephanie, you had a fun little time that you wanted to share about. You went to the San Antonio Rodeo.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeehaw. Talk tuners. I sure did go to the rodeo. I did not see any country artists I saw. Wait for it. Wait for it. Ludacris. Oh, Luda. It was insane insane Stephanie oh my god just like thinking not too long ago there was a Super Bowl halftime performance right and I was just totally nostalgia that was our day we were up in the club with 50 cent you know jamming (laughs) him and you know now I was like then I got now I see Ludacris I'm like this is insane so good it was a great show um it was like (laughs) inner city folks and cowboys all up in the same it was interesting it reminded me of my high school because anybody knows Where I went to high school, it was a mix of inner city kids and country folk. So I felt like um, I was back in that time. It was really weird. And I sure did dance like I did in the club and I did not break anything. So I'm very proud of myself. The energy was off the chain, but I do want to bring up something. You know, anyone who knows Ludacris' catalog knows that there's explicit lyrics, right? Period. And I'm just like annoyed because he was super censored and I get it, but I'm like, man, it's 2022. Get over that shit. Don't invite artists that have explicit lyrics and make them change your shit, just like the Super Bowl. I mean, I know there's two sides and all that, whatever, whatever, but maybe I'm just too liberal. But I was like, really, man, he was like pointing the mic at the crowd and we're just singing, right? You know, just saying the actual words, and he has to say some, you know, family-friendly word in place of whatever. So this
1: is interesting, Stephanie. Do you know if uh, maybe you have some intel on what the rodeo maybe. asked him to do? Did they say, oh, hey, if you're coming to this show, you need to do this and say this to the other artists? Or did he decide like, I'm going to head this off at the pass and no. change the way I perform this?
0: No, I'm pretty sure it's by uh, San Antonio Stock Show and Rodeo uh, like rules guidelines because yeah. it's supposed to be a family friendly show. Oh, that's ridiculous, and, dude! I had saw friends from high school that had their kids with them. I was like, shut up! I was like, this is great. I was like, yeah. you know, I mean, they're we're passing it down. You know, obviously, music lives on, goes from generation to generation. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like we got the radio edit. Let's just put it that way. We got the radio edit, and I'm like that dude like seriously it's 2022 i paid my money to see him we're all grown-ass adults
1: stop it and also i mean it's ludicrous do you know what i mean like you're not going to see for example the act that we'll be talking about later today in this episode which epitomizes wholesome we're talking about ludicrous who is known for i mean are people familiar with the with the tunes you want to rattle a couple titles off stuff
0: yeah. I mean, come on, man. You know, we got some racy stuff, you know, uh, you know, different hoes, different area codes. We got, you know, uh, you know, move bitch, get out the way, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we got all sorts of good shit. Um, but whatever. I was just like, man, what's your fantasy? I mean, come on. your fantasy? How did he edit that? He sure did perform that song and it was badass, but I, here's the deal, Stephanie. I was so into it and I didn't even care what the fuck he was saying because I was like I know this rhyme and I was just doing it and dancing and I'm like, oh hell yeah I don't give a shit what he's saying, but I know because Jeff was not as um, Jeff enjoyed the show, but he doesn't get into it like I do. And he was like, yeah, there was a lot of editing and I'm like, yeah, I didn't hear those radio edits because I was just too busy like, you know, rapping with him like, like I can and uh, no, I can't and dancing. But yeah, I mean especially I mean Act of Fool dude when you play Act of Fool like it was just whatever man. So our fans, people who are coming on, you know Luda. Yeah. You know what he's about. Um his music is fucking awesome and he put on a badass show and yeah he made this old woman feel good. So, thank you. It was one of the best rodeo shows I have been to. Because I have been to the rodeo for many, many years. Um, I have seen country artists, but there was nobody that was on the list that I wanted to see. So, um, that was the only uh, rodeo concert. And there was no the Wax, too. I'm like, San Antonio, you can do better. I'm shocked by that. I'm shocked by that. Exactly. Exactly. There was no Tejana Wax. It was, ugh. So, Ludacris was really the diamond in the rough, in my opinion. No kidding. But yeah girl i wish you were there because i would have been like man remember we were like 21 and we could do yeah. this
1: i'm doing it tonight i'm doing it tonight you know going down I, I took my- taking a special <laughs> I took- dance on the knees for those who are not watching us on video
0: i took my glucosamine man <laughs> <laughs> my knees are ready <laughs> yeah It was so good. It was so good. So yeah, folks, we really do try and always talk about something uh, music related when we open up our show, because that's what we're about, right? So we love the music. And so today we're bringing up an artist that I'm sure everybody knows is definitely a household name. We're talking about the one, the only hollow notes and their hit. You make my dreams come true.
1: come true guys you know it. <laughs> it's hard not to know it right i think most folks yeah. do we just played a clip but little things that you might not know this is off the 1980 album voices that also has kiss on my list kisses on my list on it and some others very well known very highly radio played very, I mean, it's ubiquitous, and we'll talk about all the places where this song and just Hollow Notes in general just show up in pop culture. But You Make My Dreams Come True was written by Daryl Hall and John Oates, longtime musical collaborators and partners, and then Sarah Allen. So it was the three of them who wrote that. And they were this songwriting trio that just wrote a number of Hollow Notes hits. And mm-hmm. Daryl uh, was in a relationship with Sarah for many years. Sarah Smile, of course, was named after her, but she was a longtime collaborator of theirs after being his girlfriend. But it's a it was really interesting history. This is on, if folks are familiar with Behind the Music, this is a great episode. The Holland Notes episode is really great. And I talk a little bit at length about this, but the interesting thing is Sarah's sister, Jana Allen, was also this big songwriter collaborator with them. She co-wrote. Kiss is on my list. She co-wrote "Private Eyes," "Did It in a Minute," "Method of Modern Love," and others. And she's part of this team mm-hmm. for Hollow Notes that wrote some of their most prolific songs and kind of their hit-making era. She tragically passed of leukemia when she was thirty-five in nineteen ninety-three. So she was really part of this era that had created mm-hmm. all of these hits. So Daryl Hall talks in that behind the music episode about her, her influence on the band, the song she wrote. What a loss it was when she passed. So I just want to acknowledge that because they were just, you know, the four of them wrote all of these songs together of that era, and it was really oh, interesting. Wow. So, so much that you heard on the radio, yeah, from that time. So you make my dreams come true, or you make a my dreams come true, as many folks sing it. <laughs> was from that similar era. Uh, Daryl had hmm. said in interviews when they were writing the song. They said, you know, is there enough meat and potatoes in this song? He said, you know, this is kind of a lightweight chorus. Should the verses be deeper? Should we get, I don't know, should it be darker? What should we say? Like, this all just seems kind of lightweight. But then decided, hey, this is what it is. Like, this is meant to be a poppy radio hit. It is what it is. It's going to make people happy. And he accepted that, went forward with it. And of course, it was this huge hit that keeps going on all these years later. And Penny, I know you had a little bit to say about where it all it's been in these subsequent years.
0: Yeah, for sure. So Steph, what, make it darker? Like, come on, this
1: song has a woo, woo, Yeah, woo, like, oh, should it, it have more meaty, you know, in the middle? It was like, yeah, oh. a little bit
0: more depth?
1: OK, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah.
0: what is going on here? Like, no, this is, no, <laughs> the song is, is light, and it's funny. So yeah, guys, this song is definitely one of their biggest hits and hit number five on the billboard charts. Um, And as far as streaming goes, 1 billion streams worldwide 40 years later from when it came out. So it came out in 80. Jesus. That's insane, man. Props to them. Props to them. You know? Um, And also, you know, this song, you can always catch it in their live set. It's one of their important ones. So they're always going to bring that out from their catalog. And I don't care who you are, who's listening to this, everyone likes a Hall Note Oates song. At least yeah. one. Yeah. You may not even know it. I mean, dude, I, this isn't my jam. I mean, but I like some Hollow Notes. I'm not there. I don't stream. It's true. I don't stream Hollow Notes. But if I hear it in a restaurant, if I hear it on the radio, I'm like, hey, there you go. My favorite happens to be Man Eater. Yeah. And I that came out in 82. And I, I honestly, like you can watch, you know, different, like you said, behind the music. Well, you know, VH1 has from back in the day, has all this commentary on pop culture in general. When you bring up, you know, Hall & Oates, everyone's like, yeah! Because...
1: because
0: exactly, because it's just fun music. And quite honestly, Stephanie, I did not know much about Hall & Oates other than Maneater, just that. But I mean, I had never met anybody that was like, yes, I love them and they're hilarious. So thank you for that. This is definitely one of those bands that kind of, we bonded over. And I'm like, I could see them in a different light. And it was, it's been great. So, yeah. So I don't care, again, who you are on the line, what you listen to, what your flavor is. You like a Holland Oates song. No (laughs) doubt.
1: Just accept it. It's true. And Stephanie, that's a great point. I love them and they are hilarious. And those things are Mm -hmm. both two things that coexist together. I don't know if they would think of themselves as hilarious, but they should. They should. I will say that John Oates seems to have more of a sense of humor about himself than Daryl does uh we'll get into that but uh you know they're like in many times they're funny especially if you watch their old music videos they also were taking advantage of the visual medium back in the day when they realized oh this could be a marketing tool so you see the privatized video it's them in detective coats like just dancing (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. it's hard not to find a lot of them to be funny um, having said that, the music's also very good and it's, uh, you know, it stayed around for a reason.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's iconic, it's fun, it's the 80s, and man, they're in a ton of movies. So, I mean, listen, even, again, that's where it all comes from. Like, maybe you, you don't, like, seek out pop 80s rock music, you know, it's not your jam. Okay, but I bet you you've seen a movie that had a Hall & song and you're like, oh, yeah, because that's definitely me. I mean, it's come up in The Wedding Singer, Dumb and Dumber, you know, Despicable Me Too for those folks. I mean, this is like, you know, this is 2013, so not that long ago. Um, you know, it just goes to show
1: like how relevant the song still is. I mean, people like Hall notes. Totally. And I always think of 500 Days of Summer, where it's had the whole dance sequence around it, introduced all this to kind of a new generation. And they've said in interviews, oh, that's our favorite placement. Um, I know John said that in interviews, like, oh, as far as, like, where we've been in pop culture placement, it's, like, we loved that. So I thought that was really neat that they appreciated that there's a whole dance sequence around that song, kind of this fantasy dance sequence in the movie. It's a uh, very, like, fantasy-based, so I think Hollow really fits in okay. very well with that frame, kind of this confectionary pop, as I call it.
0: Right on, right on. Okay, I need to see this dance sequence. That's fine. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, All totally. Right.
0: All right, yeah, so guys, you know, I mentioned like this is one of the bands that Stephanie and I bonded over and just, you know, honestly for me, just getting, uh, diving learning more about them because I honestly just didn't know much about them other than Maneater and, uh, you know, Stephanie's so about Hollow Notes that we actually went on a special trip. Um, (laughs) It was a Hollow Notes
1: themed trip and I'll let Steph intro this because it was amazing! God, it kind of was a Hollow Notes themed trip even though I didn't quite intend it to be that, but you're right, that's sort of, (laughs) you (laughs) know, being so we have a kind of funny memory connected to this jack dinners as you know we share the memories and stories connected to the music so just thinking back for my birthday in 2016 i had invited stephanie and some other friends to come to upstate new york and just hang out there was a a butterfly cottage i'm not familiar with like what that was but i'll tell you what that was because i learned once i got there it's like a cabin with like a butterfly greenhouse on the property, right? So like, mm-hmm. wow, talk about a funny setting. It was in Pauling, New York. And then within a 30 minute drive from there was, it's called Daryl's House Club. And that's a concert venue owned by Daryl Hall. And I was like, cool, like we'll sit in this cabin, like we'll chill, whatever. And like, we'll see a show there. That'll be part of this fun weekend together. So um, we'll come up to the cabin, let's hang out, let's see the show that's happening. So we figured out what the show was going to be. And it was this real life School of Rock show from a School of Rock um, where they teach the young people to play something.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: And so, and it was like, oh man, this is these young people putting on a great show. And of course, like it was great. These kids are prodigies, practically. So we're excited to go to see them. Um, and we get there to the venue. And there's this giant, colorful color statue of Daryl Hall, kind of in caricature, like outside of the venue. Just picture that for a second. So I was like, yes, like, this is amazing. Who does of this? Course. It was crazy.
0: Also, <laughs> Stephanie went up to the butterfly farm before I did. I had, I couldn't get off work. So we had to take, I mean, just say a little bit about the logistics because we lived in New York City, right? So uh, I took the Port Authority bus up to whatever line, whatever, up to Pauline. And then I got, I guess, an Uber or something. I don't know. I met you there at,
1: at the Daryl House. Yeah, we, so. we were all there. We were all there in this cabin. And you're yeah. like Penny's going to meet us. And that was, like, the first place you met us. It's was like, uh-huh. I guess look for the giant statue of Daryl Hall outside.
0: And that's where I, like, died. I was like, okay. I was like, of course, Stephanie. Of course. We are at Daryl Hall's. Daryl's house club. And there's this big... guy look like a, like a fucking uh, chipmunk of sorts. Like, it was weird, y'all. It was like this big log. I mean, I was like, what is this? What is this? This is real. And, like... Uh, First of all, I was like, I can't, I couldn't even put Pauline New York on a map. Does no one is upstate yeah. New York? I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's by Buffalo or what. Like, I do not know. I was going to another land. I'm like, okay, this is not my urban life that I'm accustomed to, but it was beautiful. It was great. Yeah. I had a great time. And yeah, the School of Rock, guys, those kids were definitely prodigies. I mean, you had these youngins hitting all the 90s hits. Um, there were kids that were playing uh Wood, Allison Chains. I mean, that's yeah. pretty man to cover Lane Staley. Yeah. Woo! that was—they were good. They had some folks um, playing STPs on "Typical Pilots," and I forget which song it was. But yeah, man, I god. had a great time, great time, and uh, and believe it, y'all. We will share this on our socials. We took a picture with Daryl. We sure did.
1: We did. In fact, we took so many pictures in front of that statue that uh, you would have thought that we were the paparazzi there taking <laughs> pictures of like Daryl Hall and John Oates themselves. It was perfect. They <laughs> were like, oh my <laughs> god. Perfect. Very exciting, but yeah, try to picture that. We'll definitely, we'll definitely post our picture because, like, it's pretty. I mean, it's hilarious in the best way to just pull up and be like, "Oh, it's like a it's a giant color resin statue of Daryl Hall."
0: in front of is one of the best weekends ever man so this is one of your best birthday parties I was just oh my god and I had such a shitty work week I just remember and I'm like okay well this is a relaxing ride it's really pretty going out to Pauling okay nice serenity is now (laughs) what is this (laughs) laughing such a great time it was wonderful and y'all if you ever happen to find yourself in upstate New York go because I mean the food was good the venue is legit it was nice
1: oh yeah it was a really yeah, nice venue, it. yeah and to your point you can tell they really curate cool shows to be yeah. there and 100%. you know these kids were pretty much professionals in every sense of the word so being able yes. to be like okay cool like I'm gonna go do this and it was such a cool getaway but um yeah it was just like it was so funny to think back <laughs> on <laughs> it's just like be like and I know yeah I know Stephanie you were like hires take us like the middle of nowhere and like what is this like what is this venue we all have to meet up on
0: it now like what is this i was totally nervous so here guys i kind of mentioned something about ludicrous that it made me think of my high school so i grew up in san antonio legit but i went to like high school on farmland legit and i don't like the country the country yeah. scares me i, I am it. all about the hood i'm all about the city I'm good with that. And I get freaked out because I watch too many horror movies. Yeah. I don't, we, like, we up, I don't like I to spend like, a lot of time in the country. No. Yeah. I was like, what is this? But you know, what's also funny is that we stuck out like a sore thumb because here you have a bunch of New Yorkers here, city, city folk here in Pauling. <laughs> yeah. It was great. It was great. And we're just like so excited
1: about. Yes. Yeah, People kept asking all of us like, where are you from? What, what are you doing? Because it's just like, <laughs> oh, this is small town. Like, small town upstate New York. They're like, oh, what? Why are you here? Like, it was clearly a why are you here? Which I thought was funny. Yeah. It was great. I'm glad we went. How did you even find that? That's so random. I think it must have been, like, Airbnb. And they're like, oh, if you're looking for, like, a special time away. Like, we have this, like, cottage on property. And I was like, oh, we can all get there by train. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I was like, oh, that's cool. So, yeah. It was kind of a really funny Weekend in all of those ways, <laughs> but courtesy Daryl Hall, which I'll always, you know, stick yeah. in my mind. Such a uh, big part of that weekend.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Not to mention that we thought we were going to get eaten by a bear um because yeah. we were. There was a big old warning sign. Hey yeah. guys, bears on property. Yeah, and watch out now- for the bear. What? <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I'm like this is beautiful, and we sure did think that we heard a bear. Remember yeah. stuff. I do. I, we ran for our lives.
1: Yeah. I was like, I am not cut out for this. I am not. This is not what I do.
0: Smokey's going to eat us, man. I was like, yeah. no, this ain't right. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It was beautiful though. But yeah, I got a little, it got a little bit too real and rustic for me. I'm like, <laughs> this is, this is your habitat bear. You have it. I'm going to go kick it inside and
1: play some Scrabble. You know? Yeah, I remember very casually, the host of the property who lived in an adjacent building was like, yeah, everyone have fun this weekend. Um, just so you know, we did see the bear this morning. We're like, The bear? Excuse me? What? The bear? Like, just to watch out for the bear while you're here. And I was like, I don't know the first thing about how to not get eaten by a bear. Exactly. So, oh my god. Uh, and this, uh, just to drive it home, guys, because I don't, I don't camp as a verb or, or any other um part of speech. I don't do that. This is a cabin. We weren't, weren't tents. This is like a full. Yeah. It was a nice cabin. And even then, it was like, well, lock all the doors and windows. There's a bear. It, yeah, it's like, but really, the bear gonna try and like open the window, right? I mean doing if the bear wants us the bear wants us right <laughs> yeah so that was yeah that was quite a it was quite a time it was quite a time but seeing the daryl hall there i think really just connected it was the connective string of the trip um our friend yes. gina was there who we've talked about in previous episodes um our late friend gina and it made me also think she and i would always do you Make my dreams come true at karaoke Mm Because she was really masterful at the John Oates woo-woos, which is, you know, you got to get somebody who really can do that correctly. We'll post that video on our social channels because it's pretty funny. And then it made me also think, just in terms of our uh, collective memories together, that she also liked to just laugh about Hall in general. And she really liked to just say the line, it's a bitch girl from Rich Girl, like really enjoyed. She was like, did you get that? And I was like, oh, they did get that on the radio so that's just some, an adjacent Hollow memory like that I always oh, think you know. of <laughs> yes 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 I I definitely
0: again you know I can't I keep repeating myself but this is true Hollow Oates is one of those bands that I bonded with Steph and and seeing her and Gina play uh, you know seeing karaoke one of my most very fond memories of all of us together just you know carefree having a good time and uh, like I never even heard private eyes until Stephanie so I mean oh, really? I was like oh, okay yeah I always only- Eater. literally that's the only song i knew was man-eater so, so this was funny. awesome yeah and then now like everywhere right so like i said everybody likes a hollow note song because like we've heard i've heard the song in so many different movies
1: oh yeah amazing. it never goes away and i feel like part of their visibility and coming back was once they had reunited and decided to continue to play together because for a number of years they didn't play together so i believe that they now reunite if i'm memory serves they play now as quote daryl hall and john oates like that's how they're built mm-hmm. i don't know why but anyway as they've as they've reunited they've played around and so i also think about my concert memories i've actually gotten a chance to see them several times like weirdly right. for free and weirdly like in a f- always in festival context
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it was like oh yo, sign me up Whatever, yeah, they're going to be there. Like, sign me up. This is going to be interesting. And it's always a good show, but it's also very funny to watch the evolution of the crowd and the folks who show up. And that crowd seems to always start by thinking that they're going to be too cool for this show or that they're like, I'm here to watch this ironically, which is, I think, was part of kind of their resurgence as people thinking they're going to be ironic. But those people do not last in this crowd when they go to see them, because by the end, it is always this giant dance party. <laughs> Everyone in the crowd is dancing, and it's not ironic, and they're absolutely <laughs> loving it. And so I do think that Hollands over the years seems to have, with that, embraced who they are. Mm-hmm. And embraced, it's like, oh, we have this for whatever reasons. Like, people appreciate us, but they also appreciate the nostalgia that's associated with us. Right. So, I think that's pretty cool. Um, I, I also, Stephanie, you and I have talked a little bit about this. I see them as a partnership and always have. It's interesting because Daryl Hall has said things like, Hall & is 80% me and 20% John. And it's just kind of like,
0: that's not very nice. That's douchey. That's like king douchey right there. Come on, man. Yeah. It's just like, right.
1: who? I don't know. So, anyway, it's just kind of like, hmm, seems like you guys need each other. Exactly. You know? Like, all right, whatever. So, anyway, I see them as a partnership and always have. And just shout out to Joe Notes, actually, because he's killing it on the New Hollow Notes TikTok. He is oh. funny. He makes fun of himself, but he's just funny. And he's willing okay. to, like, you can tell, like, play the game. So yeah. I appreciate that.
0: It's awesome. I got something to watch now. Right on.
1: It's funny. Yeah, I appreciate it. So check that out if you're looking for somebody else to follow on TikTok. So that'd be that'd be my recommendation. Yeah, and then uh, additionally, you know, <laughs> Darryl Hall, like, he just seems to always say these head-scratching things in the media. And he's said just a number of things over the years that you're kind of like, all right, Daryl, maybe just slow your roll a little bit. He <laughs> grew up in Philadelphia, and of course, is like immersed in the blues scene, which, let me say stretches centuries ago, like it stretches centuries ago. So we've been asked like, these pretty innocuous questions and in interviews about like, blue-eyed soul and he gets real salty and he's like there's no blue-eyed soul like that's not that's not a thing uh I should get the same I don't know he said like I should get the same credit as anyone else you know nobody's saying like you didn't write your own songs nobody's saying any of that but it's like own and honor who you did indeed borrow from like you didn't invent soul and even if part of the Hall catalog, like, falls under that genre, you come from that tradition and you're a product of that tradition, which predates you by hundreds of years and also didn't originate with white people. So just, you know, it's just like every time he says something, like, oh, you're just, like, digging yourself in deeper. Just be like, yeah, I was really influenced. And this is how it looks like. Like, that's all I got to say. So anyway, I do mm-hmm. feel like this guy. Sometimes in interviews, I just cannot listen to them but anyway again this is a show that we connect the dads for folks yes yes enjoy somebody's art and also be like oh you want your artists to do a little better
0: yeah no exactly we've talked about a lot of artists who are just like i don't know we don't know what planet they're on sometimes and we talked about morrissey i mean that guy you yeah. know i mean no Manzig, everyone you know it is what it is i mean i don't know if it's you know you know, success, fandom, whatever it is. But man, I always appreciate those folks that acknowledge the folks that totally. um, you know, influenced you because you just didn't wake up one day and be like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, you know, write this badass blues song. You were listening to shit before. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Like, there's no, no way. Because you did not invent it. You did not yeah. invent it.
1: Yeah. Ah. Just own it and appreciate it. Like, own what you're doing and then give people credit. So anyway, uh, we see that like pop up. <laughs> so I did want to be like mm, bt dubs bt dubs mm-hmm. yeah like, thank you on. for stating those facts girl come mm, on those some heavy facts you know hashtag facts <sighs> for real anyway mm-hmm. we've covered a lot on this episode today <laughs> in terms of <laughs> our facts in terms of our memories always appreciate you Pena, bringing in what ours is a 50 50 partnership <laughs> yes likewise could not do this without you myers <laughs> no matter what daryl hall thinks about partnerships ours is right um, <laughs> so had a lot of fun today going through that wants to say thank you again to all you talk tuners for the love i've uh, seen it and we keep seeing these beautiful things saying about us so appreciate it you can find us if you're looking for a good platform to listen to podcasts find some good pods and let us know what you're digging, maybe as you go in our back catalog. We always appreciate that. People find some older episodes and say, oh, man, I learned about this, this, this. Love it. Thank
0: you. Appreciate it. Yeah, 100%. We definitely have some some good little nuggets there in our catalog. Tears for Fears, The Cure. We talk about a lot of different bands. And, of course, always want to mention that we are a proud member of the Pantheon Network. Um, that special network is all music-centric. So check it out. Find another podcast that you love. Our brothers and sisters kill it. A lot of great different topics around music. And of course, email us at Stephanie's Talk Tunes at Gmail. And please look out for us on all the social platforms. That's at Stephanie's Talk Tunes on IG, FB, and TikTok. And at Stephanie's Talk on Twitter. Review us where you can. Um, Apple Podcasts, you can do it as well. I believe you can do it on Spotify, wherever you find us. Good pods. Please give us a rating um we really appreciate it and this is stephanie Vinya, and i'm out i'm out guys see you in two weeks
1: thank you as always bye
2: it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football